Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. A proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com. And now your hosts, Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 39 of the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow Studios. Speaking of collar and elbow, our product of the week is the Parts Unknown t-shirt, Patrick. Parts Unknown, huh? Yeah, I like it. Isn't that where Kane's from? I think so. Parts and, and At least in the beginning of his career, that's where he was from. And how many other indie wrestlers come from Parts Unknown? Probably a lot. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very popular breeding ground for wrestlers. I'm just exactly. Saying. Uh, but it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I like the color yellow. That's why I picked it this uh, this week. So it's a yellow shirt. It's got a red Japanese demon looking thing on the front. Uh-huh. Of course, it says collar and elbow and parts unknown, and it's got uh, some Japanese writing on it. Looks pretty cool. So if you want to get ten percent off this t shirt, swing over to thegorillaposition.com. dot com. Click our episode on thegorillaposition.com. dot com, and yes. At checkout, put our promo code in. The average marks receive ten percent off the parts unknown T-shirt at collarandelbowbrand.com. All right, well, this is the average marks episode number thirty-nine for August the twelfth, two thousand eighteen. We're going to talk a little G one climax. Now, the final was this morning. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. None of us watched it. We're going to get together tonight at Brinkman's and watch it. So. We're going to talk about the G1 Climax up until the end of the, the A and B blocks because we did complete the blocks. We just haven't watched the final yet. So we'll talk about that up until that point. Also, uh, big news Monday on Monday Night Raw as far as Renee Young is concerned. She's going to be mm-hmm. the guest commentator. We'll talk about that. Also, Ring of Honor in New Japan sold out Madison Square Garden. MSG, baby. Big news there. We'll talk about that. Also, we're less than one month away from All In. We're going to preview the card. Some more matches have been added. Yes. Uh, another big match has been added. We're going to talk about that as well. We're also going to preview next week's show. It'll be our SummerSlam preview show. Of course, we're going to go up against the WrestleCast crew over across the pond and regain our AMP scorecard title. Socked right in the eye. By not only uh, beating them in the NXT cards, but beating them in the SummerSlam cards as well. Yeah, We'll uh, preview that a little bit, and then we'll... Uh, not even, we're not even exactly sure uh, what day we're going to do it yet, but we know we'll keep you updated, of course, via social media. Then we got a cheapy Colt Cabana making an unlikely move, I guess you can say in a way. It was so, somewhat shocking uh, involving him and CM Punk. We'll talk about that. Also, Cody Rhodes sent out a tweet. <laughs> yes. Uh, very interesting tweet, to mm-hmm. say the least. We'll talk about that. Then Rumor Mill, you have something about Chris Jericho that yes. I don't know, and you want to wait and see my... You know, natural reaction to yes. this, so we'll talk about that. Also, WWE might be a talent rating another company. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. You got Come something on, on Vince that. McMahon. You got something on that. Then, of course, uh, Houston Carson, the interview we have at the end of the show. He'll be joining us, and uh, we'll talk to him. So that is the uh, rundown for The Average Marks, episode 39 for August 12th, 2018. That's right. You can check us out on the Central Hub, AverageMarks.com. Every one of our episodes are there. If you're listening to us today on iTunes, make sure you give us a rating and comment on the episode, because what's that's going to do? That's going to get us thrown into iTunes algorithm and get us suggested to other pro wrestling fans and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Average Marks. Now, so we've been talking about the last few weeks about how our interns uh, behind the scenes are getting everything ready with all our interviews. And this is yeah. like the third week straight. This is like an average marks like record. Uh-huh. 
And then coming up this Wednesday or Thursday, we're going to have the WrestleCast crew on. So they got to contact all them, too. Mm -hmm. So Chris is pretty butthurt. Yeah, about the whole thing, but he's he's stoked. He gets Sunday off next Sunday. Yeah, he's so stuff ha- his big face. Be happy. You can sit at home. I don't even know if you watch. You're gonna watch SummerSlam, but you can stay home, just hang out all day, get ready for SummerSlam because it's gonna be the biggest party of the summer, or they might they might dub it as the biggest event of the summer. Nonetheless, it's gonna be a party because I'm gonna be partying <laughs> on August 19th, watching some SummerSlam. Can't wait for that. Also, I'm gonna be partying tonight, watching this final of the G1 Climax. Looking forward to that. Um, but uh, anything more you want to say? Oh, about yeah. The, I also intern? wanted to say he could have stuffed his face today because Katie wants to handle the whole thing because she's really marking out about Houston. She thinks he's cute. So so he, he could have been stuffing his face because she said, I got this. Yeah, she, she, she just wants her chance to talk to Houston Carson. <laughs> that's all. So we'll talk to him in about I can't 40 blame minutes. You, Katie. I'm sure he's going to be excited to talk to you too, girl. All right. What we got, Patrick? So uh, obviously, uh, was just about to dive into the G1 climax. Yes. The final was earlier this morning. It's already happened, but I did not see it. None of us have seen it. We're going to watch it tonight, so we're not going to... And for anybody who might be listening right now that did not see it, we're not going to spoil it, but the final did happen. The final is between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. Really? defeated Kenny Omega yesterday. Well, did you just spoil it then? No, this is the... That's, no, because... That was the final of the B block. That was the final match of the B block. When that Kenny happened, Omega, that was yesterday. It happened yesterday morning. That wasn't but the you, final. Is but you didn't see that. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That that, that was the end of the blocks. Like this is the end of the round robin port. Now it's the actual okay. final match, which is Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. I have not seen that match yet. I have not seen that entire show tonight. Uh, Rey Mysterio is going to be in action tonight. Uh, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, going to be a big show tonight. Yeah. Big, interesting show. Uh, Tamatanga Tangalo, I think they're teaming up. Uh, with somebody, I don't want to look at the card right now on the New Japan website because it'll probably spoil some of the matches for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I looked at it last night before the show actually happened, and it's going to be a fun night. Uh, the final of the G1 Climax 28 tournament is going to be happening tonight. But I, I want to talk more about you know this is the first time I ever, and I didn't even watch the entire tournament, but I watched a good good portion of the tournament. I say at least half the matches about I've watched and. Uh, like they say, it's probably the, if not the, uh, best wrestling tournament on the planet. I mean, these guys can put on some matches. Uh, mm-hmm. Just looking at the final standings here right now, I'm just going to go over the final standings. Block A, Hiroshi Tanahashi won uh, with 15 points. Kazuchika Okada comes in second with 13. Jay White, 12. Minoru Suzuki and Evil at 10. Yoshihashi, Michael Elgin, Togi Maccabee. Hangman Page, and Bad Luck Fale all at six. So that rounds mm. out your block A right there. And then block B, there was actually a four-way tie oh, wow. for the top uh, with 12 points each. Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, Zack Sabre Jr., and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, of course, after all the tiebreakers and everything, Kota Ibushi comes out on top, and he'll face Hiroshi Tanahashi, which he already did, but we technically, we didn't see it. So it, it didn't happen yet, mm. but it will happen uh, eventually here, at least on the average marks. Um, then it t- sitting alone at 10 points, two points behind them, Tomohiro Ishii, who uh, did have a nice win over uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, Dave Meltzer, that was a, the match that he gave five yeah. and a half stars there. And then Sonata at eight. Uh, Sonata and Ishii had a very good match on the last night um, that I watched yesterday. Really good match. And then uh, Juice Robinson, Haruki Goto, Toru Yano, and Tamatanga, uh, all at six, rounding out block B. So um, I tell you what, it was, it was an amazing tournament. 
Uh, already looking forward to you know next year's G1 Climax. I mean, it was really cool. I really like the format. It's different. It's almost like WWE's Royal Rumble because obviously the winner of the Royal Rumble gets a title shot at you know WWE's biggest event of the year, WrestleMania. Whereas the winner of this tournament gets an automatic title shot at Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan's mm-hmm. version of WrestleMania. Obviously in the Tokyo Dome, the first. Uh, Thursday of the year every year. So looking forward to that. Which one has a cooler name to you, WrestleMania or Wrestle Kingdom? Man, uh, it's hard to say because, you know, WrestleMania is just such an iconic mm-hmm. name in wrestling. And Wrestle Kingdom is a cool name, but it, I guess if we're talking the cooler name, I, honestly, I'd have to go to WrestleMania just because gotcha. it, it, Wrestle Kingdom is a really cool name, but it's something about WrestleMania. You know, it's it, it rolls off the tongue. It's an it's just it's an iconic brand that is WrestleMania, and there's nothing as far as the history and the the show itself, the spectacle that it is. There's nothing in wrestling that probably has ever, at least up to this point, will ever top it. So maybe you know, you know, people argue obviously that WWE, uh, you know, it's fallen off. You know, not not what it used to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to Cruz. The other day, Cruz and Brink in the chat, and we were talking about how, what we're going to talk about a little bit later, about how New Japan and Ring of Honor sold out Madison Square Garden earlier this week. And I was talking about how WrestleMania 21 sold out in less than a minute. Holy crap. We're talking about how, so that just goes to show you, you know, kind of where WWE is now. I don't know how long it took for WrestleMania 34 to sell out, but I don't know if it was less than a minute, but I'd, I'd have to look up those numbers. But nonetheless... Um, you know, the G1 Climax Tournament, it was really good. Um, looking at some of these guys, you know, I've never really, you know, up until this point, seen much of them, obviously, other than, you know, I've seen Okada. I've seen some Jay White. I've seen a little bit of everybody. Um, but looking at a couple of these guys, uh, Kota Ibushi, absolutely fantastic. Um, he has had some of the better spots in uh, the entire tournament. The guy goes into the crowd and uh, climbs up into the like first upper deck and will cut a moonsault off the barricades up there from at least 10, 15 feet in the air. So he did that on multiple occasions, by Dang. the way. Uh, and Kota Ibushi put on a tremendous match with Kenny Omega last night. Those two guys uh, went toe-to-toe last night. Probably one of the top five matches, maybe if not top ten for sure, uh, matches of the tournament, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. And then looking... You know, down the line here in the the B block, obviously Kenny Omega is Kenny Omega. He put on he puts on you know he's the best bout machine. You know he puts yeah. on great matches. You know night in and night out. The most entertaining match of the tournament though did involve Kenny Omega, but it was with uh, Toru Yano. Uh, and my favorite spot of the whole tournament, I said it last night in the group chat, was Toru Yano is one of those guys. You know he's like the the comedy uh, wrestler. And a lot of matches that he's in, he'll he'll break the rules. He'll go and he'll undo the turnbuckle pads. And in New Japan, the turnbuckle pads, it's not like three separate pads. It's one giant pad that covers all three turnbuckles. So he'll undo them all. And the funniest spot of the whole tournament was he laid all he took everyone off the ring and laid them out on the ground next to each other. And uh Toru Yano suplexed Kenny onto all four of the the pads, but like Kenny, you know, but like he you know, didn't sell the bump at all. He just kind of like sat up and was like, he just suplexed me onto like a bunch of mats, like <laughs> a bunch of soft mats. Like, how is that supposed to hurt? It was really funny. Yeah. Um, I'm terrible at probably describing how funny it was no, at no. the time, but Kenny sat, just sits up, you know, like 
You know, like he didn't just get super, just sits up and looks around like he just really suplexed me <laughs> on some turnbuckle pads, you know, yeah. like that have all this padding on it. Like it doesn't, doesn't hurt. So that was pretty funny. That whole match was interesting. And somehow Toru Yano, you know, thanks to the, the Tongans, you know, uh, got one over on Kenny Omega. So uh, Toru Yano right now, uh, I guess has a say in uh, getting a title shot sometime soon. We'll, we'll see if that happens. So that was the most entertaining match. Uh, continuing down the line here, Tomohiro Ishii. By far, in my opinion, the most physical of any of these guys out of all 20, both blocks, the most physical wrestler in this entire field, at least that I saw. The dude, I mean, that, oh, man, I, I would not, I tell you what, anytime you get in the ring with that dude, you got to go get the ice bath right after. I yeah. mean, this dude is physical. Uh, he fought Sonata on the last night, which was arguably match of the night, even up there with Cody Ibushi and Kenny Omega on the last night. So, uh, and Sonata's another one really impressed with. Um, also very impressed with how well his hair stays together uh, uh, in a match because he has like that mohawk and it's a really yeah. it's like the coolest hairdo in New Japan. Uh, really impressed with how well his hair kind of stays together. It's moving around doing all these moves in the ring and stuff. Are you saying his hair is cooler than Kenny Omega's hair? The hairstyle okay. is cooler. Okay. The overall hair, it's close. Yeah. Uh, I'd give the slight edge to Kenny Omega, but as far as the hairstyle... Gotta be Sonata. Sonata has great hair, though. You know who else has great hair? Hiroshi Tanahashi has great mm-hmm. hair. Also, uh, who's the other one that has great hair? Kota Ibushi has great hair, too. Yeah. Back at least when it was long, it's a little bit shorter than it used to be. But uh, definitely Hiroshi Tanahashi. And uh, Tetsuya Naito has a, a lot of hair going on there, too. So, um, And uh, Ibushi also made Kenny Omega bleed his own blood. He did? Yeah, remember I showed, uh, did I show you that video? What, what video was that? Uh, you remember the one that got me with the uh, made it sound like it was like a lot worse than it was. I'm trying to remember. When did you show me that? I thought I thought it was last week. Well, anyways, yeah, uh, I have Ken- very short term. Yeah, Kenny had a mouth full of blood, and he was oh yeah, okay, bleeding I, all over the ring and I stuff. I think I do remember that now. You remember yeah. showing me that? But yeah, uh, that match was great. Yeah, but I mean, I expected nothing less. Let's move over now to Block A a little bit. Uh, obviously, a couple you know of other guys. You know, I'm just kind of looking through. Was that a weak block that he scored 15 and like Omega only scored like 12? Well, Tanahashi, you know, I'm looking at his his run here. He won every match. Well, he actually only lost one match. He lost uh-huh. to Jay White. Every other match was a win, and he draw he had a draw against Okada. They went the full 30 minutes. So he finished, uh, I think, what, 7-1-1, and, one, and uh, he lost to Jay White, who wasn't far behind. Jay White finished with 12 points. Jay White... Had a tremendous uh, G1 himself. He uh, he lost to Evil, Fale, uh, and he also lost to uh, Suzuki. So he finished, uh, I guess he'd that'd be 6-3. and three. He finished right there. So he had a pretty good um, G1 himself. He right there, Jay White, um, he knows how to get heat. I tell you what. He, yeah. uh, there was one... It was one match. He, I think it might have been against Fale, because Fale's such a big dude. Um... He pushed Fale into the barricade and cut off the English commentary for, like, the rest <laughs> of the match. So, like, for the rest of the G1, every time, you know, they had a match with Jay White, he'd go near him, you know, the Kevin Kelly, uh, get away, you know, Jay White, you know, you, get him back in the ring, you know, like, and Jay White was getting some, some heat. And he also had that incident with Jim Ross and Josh Barnett Oh yeah, at a, in San Francisco, too. So I don't know if this is just something that he's doing as, like, a storyline where he's kind of getting some heat with all the announcers. and But uh, the dude... Does a great job getting heat. He puts on some great matches too. He was also the youngest competitor in the entire field. I think at 25 years old. So Jay White had a, a tremendous um, G1 there. Kazuchika Okada 
Okay, he uh, obviously lost the belt mm-hmm. to Kenny at Dominion back in June, and it's been two months now, and it seemed like at first Okada was sort of maybe fallen. You know, he lost to White. He lost to Fale. I think he started 2-2, two and two, but then went on a, like, he won six matches in a row, I believe it was. And that No, I don't think my math, that math is not right there. I don't know, but he, he won. A, he kind of, you know, was at the end there. He was in the running. If he beats, you know, um, who did he fight on the last night? I don't remember. Oh, if, uh, it was him and Tanahashi uh, fought to a draw. If Okada wins that match, Okada's the G1. Okada's the G1 winner. Um, so that was a great match, too. And Okada had a chance to be there at the end because um, it seemed like at first he was kind of down and out. You know, he was two and two. Uh, like, man, like Okada just hit this slump all of a sudden after losing the belt. But uh, he came on strong at the end, not strong enough uh, to overtake uh, Tanahashi. And that match ended in a draw. So. Had it not, Okada would be facing uh, Ibushi in the finals. Um, looking down the line, like I said, uh, Jay White had a great tournament. Minoru Suzuki and Evil both had some good tournaments. They finished at 10 points apiece. Uh, Yoshihashi, Michael Elgin, uh, Big Swole, Michael Elgin, I tell you what. All these guys um, had great, great matches. In Somebody P-test that man. <laughs> uh, all had great matches. Um you know, as far as, you know, just some of the things I took away, I already mentioned a lot of things I took away. Um, best submissionist, in my opinion, was Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. That dude puts on some crazy submission moves. I tell you what, um, he had a he had a really good tournament. I was very impressed with Zack Sabre Jr. Um, and just looking down the line here, uh, like I said, I said the most physical one, in my opinion, Tomohiro Ishii. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, not much to say except... Looking forward to watching the uh, the finals tonight, seeing who gets the title shot. Somebody's getting getting guaranteed a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom tonight, whether it's Tanahashi or uh, Kota Ibushi. Going to be a great match. Both guys have had tremendous G ones, and they're going to finish it off strong tonight. So looking forward to that, as well as the re- rest of the card. Also, Rey Mysterio is going to be wrestling in the final too. Mm. Oh, not the not the G one final, but in there he's in a six man tag. With a, I can't remember the the card off the top of my head. And I don't want to look at it and ruin. Uh, spoil it for myself as well as some others who might have not seen it yet. So, uh, looking forward to it tonight. It's going to be real fun. Yeah, and this is a safe place, Patrick, because the last person in this world. If you made a list of all the people that could ruin it for you, I would definitely be on the bottom. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, it's a safe place here. I, I know you. Uh, I know. I know you haven't been able to watch. But <laughs> now let me ask you this. So your favorite? I mean, right out the gate, you pulled Tanahashi out of there. Yeah. Now you also came up with how you thought it should work out with. Uh, Kenny winning and then giving the shot to Abushi. Yes. Who do you think gets the win? Well, because they're or, both your dudes. Yeah. Well, originally, I thought I thought Kenny was going to win the G one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I figured it was going to get to the point where you know Kenny and Coda, you know, on the last night, it was going to be where Kenny had already sealed the deal, like. And Cody Ibushi can still go over on Kenny and Kenny and, and Kenny win the block. Kenny wins, and since Cody went over on him, he says, "I choose you as an opponent." But now, Cody has the Cody Ibushi has the chance to beat Tanahashi and get that match anyway. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's not guaranteed that Omega is going to be the champion come January, but right now, yeah, I don't see a reason he shouldn't be. Right. Um, and then Tanahashi, you know, I'm kind of pulling for Tanahashi because I did uh, pick him to win block A. And he's still here, whereas I picked Kenny to win block B. He's not in the final. So I'm going to try to stick with the guy, uh, obviously the two-time winner, 
of the uh, G1 Climax, looking to become the three-time winner of the G1 Climax here, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I don't think Kota Ibushi has ever won a G1 Climax. I'd have to uh, mm-hmm. have to look and see. But it's uh, going to be a fun match nonetheless. Yeah. I'm pulling for Tanahashi. We'll love to see Tanahashi uh, fight for the uh, IWGP heavyweight title belt. Uh, right but then now. again, I'd be okay with Kota Ibushi fighting for it too, especially if, it gets, if it's against Kenny Omega because their match last night was really good. I would love to see what they do on the uh, stage that is Wrestle Kingdom for the IWGP heavyweight title. Word. So let's now move on from the G1 Climax, go on over to, I think we're talking now, uh, yes, WWE. Some big news for Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a history maker. It's a first time ever. A woman will be announcing the full broadcast of Monday Night Raw. Renee Young to serve as guest commentator wow. on Monday Night Raw. She uh, put out this uh, Instagram uh, a few days ago, an Instagram photo is the screen cap of her uh, of the ESPN article that they put out about her. Uh, she put, I've tried to write a caption for this several times over, but nothing can truly relate how much I'm freaking out about this. Can't wait to call Raw with Michael Cole and Corey Graves this Monday. Thank you for the opportunity, Vince, Triple H, and many others. Mm. So, you know, Renee Young is a uh, a special talent on the microphone, and uh, she's very easy to look at, I might add. <laughs> I mean, Dean Ambrose, you uh, lucky dog. But, <laughs> you know, she's tremendous on the mic. She's tremendous in interviews, and... She had, if there's any woman who's earned the right to call Monday Night Raw, it's Renee Young. I mean, she's so good. ESPN was interested in her years ago. ESPN wanted Renee Young, but, you know, Renee Young, she's stayed true to the business, stayed at WWE, and now it's going to pay off for her. She's going to, you know, guest host, uh, guest commentate on Raw. Uh, First woman to ever do that, and wouldn't be surprised if she was one of the main commentators, if not the main commentator. For uh, Evolution coming up October 28th, the all-women's pay-per-view. Exactly. So that would be uh, really yep. cool to have her on there. Uh, Renee Young, uh, you know, really cool there. Paul Heyman tweeted out, I applaud WWE for the decision to have Renee Young sit in uh, this coming Monday as guest commentator on Raw. The entire program has just been handed an instant upgrade. Bravo, a most worthy recipient of this extraordinary opportunity. You so, throwing some shade at Coach? Well, I don't know if he's throwing shade at Coach, but... Just showing some much-deserved love where it, it, it's earned. You know? and, and you know what's funny? I thought her career with WWE was in jeopardy after they canceled Talking Smack. I was like, holy cow. I mean, she's not going to really have that much to do anymore. But uh, apparently, I mean... No, they'll put... They, she's, they want her around. Yeah, they uh, they love them some Renee Young. She's really good. And like I mm-hmm. said, the fact that ESPN was interested in her, I don't know if ESPN... You know, could have offered her more money than she might be making right now because I have a feeling she's making some solid money because she is a, she's a very talented. I mean, uh, very good interview skills, tremendous. She does yeah. a great job. So uh, just overall props to Renee Young. I'm going to try to tune in Monday night. Actually, I will tune in Monday night just to listen to Renee Young, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to seeing what she can bring to this announced team. Maybe you never know. It might end up, you know, she does well. Somewhere down the line, it could be a permanent spot for Renee Young commentating Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I, I like that idea of her being on Evolution. Do you think Cole's going to give her any chance to do some play-by-play? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Cole's, you know, I, Cole, Cole's the play-by-play guy. Yeah. Uh, Corey's the number two, and then you can have Renee in there. It's kind of filled in the holes, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I think she's going to do a fantastic job. She's going to yeah. do great. So it's going to be interesting. It's a whole different role. Because all she's ever done is interviews, whereas now she's doing commentary. It's two different. That's like two. I mean, uh, while it's both, well, she's done the pre-shows. Yeah, she's done the pre-shows, but like this is 
calling matches. Some this is completely different, you know. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how she does on Monday night. Looking I would think color it. commentary is a whole lot easier than play by play. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and then and then plus it gives her a way to ease in because, like you said, all these people that haven't done it before, yeah, they get kind of caught off guard by all the noise in their ear coming from the back, yeah. Um, so to give her a chance to not have so much pressure on her, where she can just say something every once in a while, you know, throw in something quick here, yeah. throw in something witty here. Um and then still listen to the noise that's going on in the background so she can get used to that for evolution. Yeah, it would be so awesome if Dean Ambrose returned on Monday, but just to you know, just to see if she gets a little excited, you know. Yeah, you know, for it'd be just ironic, you know. You know, she's on commentary. Dean coming back, right? I would love. First of all, I would love to see Dean Ambrose. I don't care who's at commentary at this point. We need Dean, Dean Ambrose back, which his return is imminent. I, I would hope so. The, how long has this guy been gone? It seems like four years. Well, he's been gone since December. So Wow. I think it was early It seems December. longer than that. It does. So a big congrats to Renee Young for being the uh, guest commentator on uh, Monday, uh, coming up on Monday night. Props. So let's uh, dive now into our next topic. Ring of Honor, New Japan, the yeah. D1 Supercard, you, which will be taking place at Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. the night before WrestleMania next year. It's been sold out. Yeah, and you know, I think we need some like royalties from this show, because did we not talk about this a few months ago about them booking a show at Madison Square Garden and how epic that would be? I not mean, so much Ring of Honor. We were talking yeah, about New Japan. Yeah. Um, and then they did it. Yeah. Somebody... In the NJPW or the ROH is listening to our podcast. It might be. We need props on this, mm-hmm. and we need some mailbox money. I want a percent of that gate. Because I tell you what, uh, somebody, and I'm yeah. looking for it right now. There's 1% of the gate. We're good. Well, this is what Dave Meltzer said, your boy, uh, on Ring of Honor at Madison Square Garden. He said, quote, this will become the first pro wrestling event ever held in North America to do a $1 million gate that wasn't promoted by Vince McMahon. It's actually very possible that a large percentage of this audience may not even be attending WrestleMania. And you know what's funny? Obviously, everybody's giving praise to All In for booking this year's center. Um, where's all the praise for this? Uh, people are saying that All In was monumental and this and that. Well, this is an indie show, too. Yeah. They just sold out freaking MSG Hell with yeah. the same talent that All In is using. Yep. Come on. Pretty much. Looking forward to that. That's going to be a fun weekend in wrestling as it always is every year now. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, Matt Taven on, or is it Matt Taven or Matt? How you say it? Do you know how to say it? No. Who is he? Uh, Matt Taven. He's, uh, well, I don't know who he wrestles for, honestly. Don't know the cat. Matt Taven. Or Matt Taven. I don't know. One or the other. Mm-hmm. But uh, he basically tweeted out, holy S. Ring of Honor New Japan just sold out MSG, or should I say Madison Square Taven? And somebody replied, is anyone going to tell him that Garden and Taven don't rhyme? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, He he just did something that Jim Rome is totally against, and that's self-glossing himself. Yeah. It's not your event, dude. No. You're not even a a headliner in the event. Shut up. (laughs) So, uh, But nonetheless, they did sell out Madison Square Garden, so... It's going to be a very uh, interesting show to see how it takes form. Yeah. So, I guess he's an ROH talent, I guess. I think so, yeah. 
So anyway, that uh, that that's what's going on there. Ring of Honor, New Japan, sold out Madison Square Garden. Epic. Uh, speaking of, you said this is going to be the same kind of talent that All In is going to be using. Mm-hmm. All In, uh, the card is starting to take shape a little bit. Minus Nick Aldis. <laughs> Suck. So let's go over the card. Which is a good decision. Let's go over the card right now for the uh, time being. Let's see. All right. So, obviously, the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship will be on the line. Nick Aldis will be defending against Cody Rhodes with Brandy Rhodes in his corner. How you doing? Kenny Omega. His match has been announced. Yes. He will face Pentagon. Yes. Uh, that'll be a fun match. Also, of course, this match, uh, one of the first that was announced, Kazuchika Okada taking on Marty Skrull. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Janela with Penelope Ford will be taking on Hangman Page. Nice. Rey Mysterio Phoenix and Bandito will Holy be taking crap. on the Golden Elite. Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Kota Ibushi. That wow. Be fun. Christopher Daniels taking on Stephen Amell in a singles <laughs> match. Uh, also, the over-the-budget Battle Royal will be a 15-person Battle Royal to determine the number one contender for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, these are the announced participants in the over-budget battle royal. Uh, Jordan Grace, Moose, Rocky Romero, Colt Cabana, and Ethan Page. Those are the announced mm. participants so far. Also, the Briscoe brothers will take on SoCal Uncensored, which will be uh, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. So Jay and Mark Briscoe taking those guys on in a tag team match. Fatal four-way match. The women getting some love here. Madison Rain versus Britt Baker versus Chelsea Green versus Tessa Blanchard. Nice. And a fatal four-way match. And then, of course, the Ring of Honor World Championship. Jay Lethal will be defending against the winner of the uh, 15-person uh, over-budget battle royal. So looking forward uh, to seeing I, that. I love but, the name of that, over-budget battle over royal. Over-budget battle royal. Now, after going over that card, uh, there's been some people on Reddit, or maybe one person that, said this, and some uh, might have agreed, but they were talking about how this card, for the, all the hype this show has been getting, is a little underwhelming. What do you think? No, yeah, we talked about this last week. It's it's not... I mean, but what could they do? I mean, obviously, they're getting the best talent from Impact, they're getting the best talent from ROH, yeah. and they're getting the best talent from New Japan. Yeah. They, can't, they can't do anymore, but what it, but what it is... It's like you're watching an ROH New Japan show. Yeah. It's not like anything separate. It's like you're not separating yourself from these promotions. It mm-hmm. just looks like another one of their shows. It's yeah. going to look like this show at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Minus the Impact people. Yeah, and uh, you know, now, if somebody said it perfectly, you know, this is A plus talent, but a uh, but a B plus card. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, the only way they can salvage this, obviously... Uh, Sammy Callahan has heat with Pentagon. If he comes in during the match, starts banging on Pentagon, Omega tries to help Pentagon, OVE comes out, starts kicking the crap out of all of them, and then CM Punk's music hits, he clears the ring, then all of a sudden they say, hey, guess what, guys? We got a new match, and it's CM Punk, Omega, and Pentagon against OVE. Oh, holy crap. Then now that, you just broke the internet. Well, now I know PW Scorecards is going to be doing a scorecard for All In, so you could put CM Punk as one of your uh, unscheduled appearances. He will make it on that sheet. You, so you, you, as of right now, do you believe CM Punk will be at this show? Why not? It's in Chicago. I, I know. and all the He was know, at the press conference. All the ducks are lining up, but I don't know. I just There's been so much talk about if that he's going to be there. And I think he he just 
doesn't. I don't think that he doesn't want to be there. He just doesn't want to. Yeah, I think he would want to be there, but if he shows up, then fans are going to say, oh, maybe he's coming back to professional wrestling, which I don't think is obviously going to be the case. If he does show up, it's going to be a one-off thing. See, I think to get to where he was in WWE and obviously his ego, his ego and his celebrity is what got him two fights in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the ego comes in. And to hear the pop of the crowd and to know you got this stadium in the palm of your hand is too much for him to pass up. I mean, hey, that's, that's and to wa- and to watch the reaction of the internet. Oh yeah, after your music hits, come on. Well, I guess we'll find out September first. But of course, going over the uh, the card here, not sure if any more matches are going to take place right now. That's ten matches they have listed uh, right now. So. Uh, and also, there's two matches on the pre-show. The Over the Budget Battle Royal and the Briscoe Brothers and SoCal Uncensored will be on their pre-show, which I think they're calling like Zero Hour or something. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. But Everybody's got to have a pre-show, pre-show these days, huh? Uh, also, the, the show will be... it's uh, Why is it see. a pre-show if you're just going to show it on Fight TV anyway? Well, they're going to have it, I think, on Fight TV. You can get it also on... Uh, was it Honor Club? You can buy it for twenty dollars, I think, on Honor Club. Is the so. pre is the pre show going to be free? Uh, looking at that right now, I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's the only way it makes sense. Uh, I mean, it it might be. And why isn't it on the main card? Um, I know I'm throwing some hate here, but I mean, come on. Um, I'm just I don't know. Like I said, I, I haven't read that much into it. I know it's going to be available on Honor Club and I think Fight TV as well. Commentators, you got Don Callis, uh, X, uh, X. Caliber, I don't know how to say that <laughs> name. Ian, uh, oh god, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a Ring of Honor guy. Ian R- uh, Riccoboni, I guess that's how you say his name. Uh, you got me. But uh, those are the comments. Justin Roberts, Bobby Cruz are the ring announcers. You got Earl Hebner, Jerry Lynn, yeah. Paul Turner, Rick Knox, Todd Sinclair as the referees. Also, uh, Sean Mooney and Alicia uh, Atout is uh, hold up. Jerry oh, yeah. Lynn, the the former professional wrestler. Uh yeah yeah retired professional wrestler yeah he's nice. gonna be one of the referees so like it. and Earl Hebner Earl Hebner is gonna be there too so Montreal screw job baby it's gonna be a pop for the old old Earl tell you what so that's what's going on with All In that's uh, obviously September first coming up here uh before too long so. I got my own self marking over the way I just booked that uh-huh. we need to get in touch with Cody somehow <laughs> in fact he's the game now in fact I think I'm gonna cut that segment out and send it to him go ahead. Let's see what we do. Yeah, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah. See if you uh, show some love. Yeah. So let's uh, dive now. Uh, obviously, coming up next week is SummerSlam. Uh, next week or this coming week will be our SummerSlam preview show. Not exactly sure when we're going to record it yet, but it'll be out, uh, obviously, by the weekend, more than likely. But the only uh, thing we're sure about is it will be a massacre. Yes, we're taking back our PW Scorecard Championship, bringing it back yes. to America. And the NXT belt stays here. Because I'm going to tell you one thing. We're going to... Win when it counts the most. And right now, it counts as much as it has ever counted. And uh, we're going to combine our SummerSlam and NXT uh, show uh, cards and, you know, may the best team win. But I already know who the best team is going to be. Vicious body blows. Liver, kidney, stomach. The only thing is, you know, if if we win now, get it back. It's going to be one and one. So we might have have a rubber match down the line somewhere. (laughs) A rubber match. I have a rubber match somewhere down the line. So we'll wait and see. But that's coming up this coming week. Um, sometime, not sure yet. Keep tuned to our social media yeah. 
to find out what day we're going to drop the uh, the show and all that. Well, I tell you what, they're confident, but uh, they're very confident. They do a lot of talking on Twitter. I yeah, tell you what. yeah, but I think uh, with not filling out the cards at the eleventh hour. Uh, I think that's gonna that's gonna favor us. Uh, I'm hoping that I get a chance on Wednesday because they're gonna come out with it Wednesday afternoon, and it'll be a few hours after that we're doing the podcast. Yeah. Probably. Well, right now we're shooting for Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, but I gotta. Because usually you guys have a lot higher scores than you did last pay per view. Yeah. When we lost. Yeah. So we're gonna ho- hope for the best. I gotta catch up big time on my WWE and NXT so, this coming week, and so you got you got to work on Brink and Cruise to make sure. They print it out at home and oh, fill well, it out. I don't know if I can guarantee that. But Come on, Patrick! I'm going to try and get on them. I'm going to try and get on them. So, uh, let's dive now into cheap heats. Yes. Uh, we got Houston Carlson uh, Carson coming up mm-hmm. uh, soon. I got Katie. She, she, you ain't even got to tell her to get her ready for that. She's, <laughs> no, she's, she's all over yeah, it. Yeah, so she's ready. She's, uh, all right, we still got some time. All right. So we're gonna uh, dive into cheap heat now. We got cheap yes. heat rumor mill, and then we're gonna dive in. We're gonna get to and, and, we, and we need to go over the poll on our Facebook page as well. You want to do that right now? I, no, it's what, whenever we can do it after cheap heat and rumor mill. Okay. Well, cheap heat. Uh, first thing we're gonna talk about is how Colt Cabana is suing CM Punk over legal fees. Check this out. After fighting together on the same side and winning a defamation lawsuit two months ago, CM Punk Colt Cabana are now on opposite sides of a legal battle. Uh, Colt Cabana, whose real name is Scott Colton, is suing CM Punk, whose real name is uh, Phil Brooks, for breach of contract and fraud in Cook County Circuit Court. Cabana and Punk have a close friend have been close friends since their days in Chicago's Independence Pro Wrestling Circuit. Uh, let's see. Let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Basically, uh, Cabana's lawsuit contends Punk promised to help him out with legal bills they amassed fighting the defamation lawsuit. Cabana claims Punk told him in a text he would be. 100% covered. Punk has failed to keep that promise, leaving him with an unpaid legal bills totaling $513,736. According to the lawsuit, Punk asked Cabana to pay half the legal fees, which comes out to $256,868, saying you are on your own. Uh, Cabana is asking for $200,000 in general damages, along with $1 million in uh, punitive and exemplary damages, according to the lawsuit. Lawsuit claims Brooks acted with fraud, malice, and oppression towards Colton with the deliberate intention of causing Colton harm. So CM Punk signs your real name? Oh, it's Phil Brooks. <laughs> Come on now. I know. Hey, but <laughs> here, here's the thing. Obviously, he still has a, probably a screenshot of that text, or it's still like in there. I would hope so. Um, Punk. Come on, dude. $500,000 to you? You made that in three seconds of the first fight where Mickey Gall kicked the crap out of you. Uh-huh. Pay the bill. That's like chump change to him. That's a lot of money to Colt Cabana. I know, yeah. Colt Cabana ain't making that CM Punk money these days. No! Colt Cabana never made CM Punk money. Never. Colt Cabana's been an indie star, yeah, but he's not making WWE money. He's not making UFC money. Come on, dude. But if Punk told him you'd be 100% covered, now Punk's making him pay that to a D move by, by CM Punk big time. Big time, dude. I mean, like... Like, how are you even this guy's friend? And you tell him, "Look, man, don't worry about it. I'm going to cover this. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to get the W over the WWE. You know, I want to rub their nose in it. Mm-hmm. I got legal fees, 100. percent You don't say that and then balk on it to a friend. Unbelievable. I mean, it's not like this is just some other wrestler that you've known from wrestling. 
Well, if CM Punk loses this uh, this lawsuit, he might, he might have to go to all in. I tell you what. Uh, uh, wait, what's this one hundred? What's this one million for punitive damages? I have no idea. I just, I just that seems word a, for word. Yeah, that seems like like just sue him for the five hundred thousand. Yeah, don't try to go get a mill, you greedy sob. Well, he like said it's kind of a D move. So it you, is a D move. But if this guy's your friend too. Why would you know, want to screw him be, like that? They might not be friends anymore after well, this. Well, apparently not. Who knows? I mean, that's a that's a pretty D move too. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, obviously, coming. I up wonder here. if the same lawyer that did their thing against WWE is now helping him sue Punk because he knows that's the only way he's going to get paid. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? But interesting story there with Colt Cabana and CM Punk. We'll, uh, Lawyers cost too much, dude. We'll obviously follow that story as it develops. Like five hundred thousand dollars? Doesn't that seem like a lot? Yeah, a hell of a lot more money than I ever had. Like by God, I mean that just—I don't know. I mean that's why so many innocent people are in prison. Mm-hmm. It's gonna—you're it, telling me it's gonna cost me five hundred thousand dollars to possibly get me out free? <laughs> Look, I'll just take—I'll just take a, a plea deal and I'll spend three years in prison. Yeah. Can't pay you five hundred thousand dollars. My goodness. Sorry, little tangent there. Ryan's rant returns uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, move on now. We're to gonna our... have to find a new name for it, though. Why? Uh, Ryan's rant. Huh? Ryan's rant. Uh, it rolls off the tongue easy. Yeah, I know, but I'm using the radio name now. Oh, Mikey's. Uh, Mikey's uh, rant. Yeah, yeah but that, like, I called you Ryan. Didn't even realize. But that doesn't roll. Mikey's. Mental Mikey. No. no. Um, I don't know. I can't think of a word that starts with an M. We'll have to come up with something. Mikey's mouth off? I don't know. Ah. <laughs> Mikey's mouthpiece? I don't know. I don't know. So we'll, we'll think about it and come up with a name next week. But let's move on now to the next thing we have in Cheap Heat. Yes. Uh, Cody Rhodes, of course, <laughs> obviously the guy who's been booking all in, yes. along with the Young Bucks, has sent out a tweet a couple days ago, and it says, quote, I'm the game now. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth do you think that means? Dude, that is like a hundred mile long shade on your boy. I mean, that's what it seems like. I don't know if he's come out and, you know. I mean, come on, it's got to be. I'm the game now? <laughs> I'm reading some of these uh, replies to this tweet. Uh, one of them, this is actually pretty good it's uh it's a girl this is actually a girl i follow on twitter she's a big wrestling fan uh wwe r at wwe r dream really good looking girl big wrestling fan. oh yeah she's i've always, seen you uh retweet some of yeah, her stuff she's yeah. always tweeted out some good wrestling content she she replied we need to get her on the show uh booker try and book her uh chris get on that yeah she looks good chris so you might want to but chris isn't that. worried about girls he's worried about his next hamburger <laughs> So, but she uh, she replied telling you Cody versus Triple H is one of the greatest dream matches we have all yet to realize we want so badly. Um, no, I wouldn't want to see that right now. I'd want to see that. No, I'd want. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind. Somebody else, you know, replied, "You married Stephanie McMahon? <laughs> Isn't it? I am uh, the gamer now." <laughs> and then somebody replied with a gif of the of the rock stars. He's like standing there with a. Look and he starts smiling. <laughs> I am the game. Oh, <laughs> uh, some of these replies are just great on Twitter. I tell you what, but he tweeted yeah. that out. So I mean, is that a shot at the Triple H? You yeah. know, uh, come on, you know it is. 
But I tell you what, Triple H, uh, from a booking standpoint, he ain't done a bad job himself with uh, NXT. So No, but apparently he's got some malice toward him. I wonder if Stardust was Triple H's idea. I don't know. Who knows whose idea that was. We'll have to find a shoot interview with, with Cody to see if he talks about it. Yeah. Man, that'd be interesting. We can get him on the show, man. Got to Chris. See if you can book Cody Rhodes. <laughs> That'd be kind of hard to do, but hey, we, we got faith in you, brother. Get Katie on that. Oh, yeah, Katie, yeah. Katie, uh, you know, the power of being a woman, yeah. Um, got that. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, maybe he maybe he thinks that Triple H was instrumental in almost killing his career. Could be. But he tweeted that out. Uh, not sure where it's going to go from here, but... I mean, but there's some truth to that now. In the in the wrestling world, it pretty much revolves around Cody Rhodes right now. He's one of the hottest things in the world, mm-hmm. and he doesn't need the E. Yeah, I don't know. I like it though. Yeah, I'm liking it. I'd love to. Boy, I, I know Triple H is not going to engage in a Twitter feud, but but I mean, even if they had the match, you know, Triple H is going over, obviously because of his ego, and oh, he's yeah. a WWE talent. They can't lose to an indie yeah, talent. I mean, you can't. That's why that match will never happen. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so let's move now to Rumor Mill. You got yes. something. Got a couple of things in Rumor Mill before we get to uh, Houston Carson here in, a, in just a minute. Yes. This first thing is about Chris Jericho. I don't know what it is, but I want to hear it so you can get my natural reaction. Yes. So this comes from Unc Dave. Unc Dave. <laughs> um, so take this with what you will. Um, so he said, Impact is pursuing... Chris Jericho, hard. I think we talked about this last week, didn't we? But this was like total what if. This supposedly is happening. And he said in an interview a few months ago that he would not do anything to be seen as disrespectful to Vince McMahon a la working another promotion in the United States. Impact just moved to Canada. Yeah. They're running their biggest shows in Canada. Yeah. It would not be on Vince McMahon's turf. You're right. Exactly. That's all I was about to say. Isn't Impact a Canadian company now? It is now. There's your loophole. Yep. For Chris Jericho and as from, you know, the Impact perspective, uh, yeah, go after Chris Jericho. Why not? Yep. Because, you know, they had a great slam anniversary, but a lot of steam has been kind of, you know, you know, there's been a lot of, how can I say this? I'm trying to think of the. Uh, there, it's been a. They've lost a lot of steam. That's what yes. it is. They've lost a lot of steam since then. Mm-hmm. So getting Chris Jericho, what a coup that would be for Impact Wrestling here right. in, in the United States. What a the IWGP Intercontinental Champion right now, Chris Jericho. So uh, not sure if that's going to happen, but man, a match between him and Austin Aries. Don't get me. Don't get me excited. Top notch. That would be for the. Impact World Championship. You know it. Oh my lord! Mm-hmm. Make it happen, boys. He comes that, on. That, that could be it. Bound for glory, fall. We know he comes on in a couple of months. I think with the new Japan belt around his waist, um, that would be unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. So, um, as far as that goes, I would love that. Yeah, I'd like to see it too. So yeah, uh, hopefully, Dave, you have the inside track on this one, and you're not just making stuff up. Yeah, so. Hopefully, you're right. <laughs> All right, let's go now uh, to the next thing you have about WWE uh, rating some talent. Yeah, there may be another talent raid from WWE. PW Insider Mike Johnson and the boys saying that a number of MLW, Major League Wrestling regulars, who WWE has shown great interest in, not of least which are Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, 
Well, they may be looking at a whole lot more from MLW. Um, and of course, they just signed Tony Schiavone and Matt Stryker as yep. their commentary team. Uh huh. Absolutely awesome. Great talent over there. Uh, and apparently, MLW just signed Brian Pillman Jr. Yep. to a long term deal. Uh huh. WWE's looking at him too. So we may see a whole bunch of new talent coming to NXT pretty soon. Yeah, and I mean, look, right now... Much w- to the chagrin of MLW uh, right. officials. And uh, maybe, you know, obviously with, you know, the new TV deals going into effect next year, NXT is going to be longer. So that means the NXT, they need more product. I mean, obviously they're going to need some more wrestlers in NXT. But I tell you what, the main roster right now is so saturated with mm-hmm. people that... Ooh, I'm afraid we might have, uh, like roster overload here in the wwe i mean yeah. my goodness this is it seems like every you know month they're going after someone new and you know they were going to go after kenny omega and the young bucks they were going to offer them you know just ungodly amounts of money um and obviously i don't think they're going to go to wwe but you know with all these people that wwe is pursuing man i hope hopefully they'll i don't know i don't, I don't have much faith in them being able to handle all this talent uh, correctly, I, I can I can uh, trust Triple H with it mm-hmm. and NXT. But uh, once they get to the main roster, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. How many of these guys just have gone stale yeah. in the main roster? So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how many of these new people they'll sign because obviously they're always signing new people to NXT because you know people come and go in NXT. It's the mm-hmm. developmental league, but then they all go to the main roster, and then from there, they just kind of some of them sit around. Some of them main event, some of them mid card, and or whatever. And um, I'm just hoping that they can be smart by, uh, you know, they got a talent raid, Major League Wrestling, or any other uh, organization. Just know that you're gonna, you know, do something with these people. Don't right. just, you know, have them come to NXT, and you know they'll probably perform well in NXT because most people do, mm-hmm. and they go to the main roster and just sit there and take up space. Yeah, that's just hopefully that won't happen. Two names that come up right off the bat in my head from MLW that they need to take. Obviously, if you've seen Impact, New Japan, you know the name ACH. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas legend. Yeah. And uh, ACH, got to get that dude. And then a uh, fairly new wrestler that I think would translate well from NXT to 205 Live, mm-hmm. Mr. Four fi- uh, 405 Down, Myron Reed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so a few of the names I was thinking, too. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what WWE does as far as their talent acquisitions uh, mm-hmm. coming up here. So, uh, all right, I think that is it for cheap. Uh, I'm sorry, rumor mill. It's it for rumor mill. Getting ready to do the yep. Houston Carson interview here in a second. Got a couple of notes here. I think one for sure. Um, if I could pull it up, I had it here somewhere. John Cena versus Kevin Owens announced for WWE Super Showdown, their show October sixth nice. in Australia. So John Cena versus Kevin Owens. Uh, will be happening there. And there was something else that I had. Um, I can't remember what it was. Uh, Don't forget this Facebook poll. Oh, also, oh yeah, the Facebook poll too. Also, um, the main event at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn will now no longer be triple threat. It will be Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa because Aleister Black has been injured. Apparently, uh, something with his testicles, maybe? Oh, snap. He Johnny Knoxville'd it? He might have. I don't know. Holy crap. That's what someone was saying. I don't know how true that is, but... Supposedly Ricochet's dealing with an injury, too. Well, he's got EC3 yeah. at uh, at TakeOver, so that'll be a fun match. But now the NXT Championship match will be just a singles match. Gargano, Ciampa, Part 3 in Brooklyn, mm. this time for the NXT title. Love it. 
So, and this isn't AJ Styles Nakamura crap. Yeah, these guys half near kill each other. These guys tear the house down. Yeah, they're gonna tear the Barclays Center apart. It's gonna be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So that that's, that's the only two notes I had. Just to go over real quick. So we put out this poll on our Facebook page at the Average Marks. Who would you want to have your back in a street fight? First option was Stone Cold. Second option was Brock Lesnar. Now, um, I felt betrayed when you told me you picked who you picked. And I'm pretty sure this wrestler would feel betrayed as well. He probably would. Who'd you pick? I picked Brock Lesnar. God. This, this is, it's look, if you had to pick somebody to have your back in a, was it a street fight? or Yeah, yeah. Who, who would you want to have your back in a street fight? I, I want, the, obviously, the former UFC heavyweight champion in Brock Lesnar. <laughs> obviously. Uh, now, I mean, look, I'm sorry. Stone Cold's one of the the greatest wrestlers that ever, in my opinion. But Are you thinking that he can't shoot fight? He could probably shoot fight, but not as well as Lesnar. Yeah, I got you. Like if Lesnar and Stone Cold fought each other IRL in a shoot fight? Lesnar now, what if him. what if Brock's diverticulitis flares up in the middle of the fight? You got to oh, worry about that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's the risk. good you, gut punch, he's done. That's the risk you take. I mean, <laughs> the risk you take. I mean, if you have Stone Cold have your bag, you also take the risk of having him being, you know, drunk. <laughs> I mean, who knows? But I picked Lesnar. Uh, who, who did you pick? I picked Lesnar as well. All right, then. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got to have the beast. Now, if you're picking who's your favorite wrestler, obviously I'm picking Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Uh, there's no question. Like, the the picture of Brock right here, he looks like an absolute demon, dude. He looks exactly. that's scary as Once hell. Once again, and that picture proves why I picked Brock Lesnar. Like, he would just yell at people like that, and he'd be like, nah, no, nah, we, we don't want to no, no, we're good. So what did, the, uh, what did the fans say? Yeah, so 55%. Who do you think they voted for? I just saw who they voted oh, for. Oh, daggum. I saw right. who they voted for. So, so. 55% of the fans. We had, uh, we had 432 votes. Damn. Uh, so 55% of the fans selected Stone Cold as the wrestler they would want having their back in a street fight. I think they, you know, a lot of people probably picked Stone Cold because they just like Stone Cold more than Brock Lesnar. Granted, I like Stone Cold more than Brock Lesnar too, but... In reality, I'm picking Brock Lesnar in that particular situation. And, and uh, like, you know, some of the comments were like, come on, guys, Stone Cold, he's an old man. I was envisioning this, like, both in their prime. I guess I need, oh, to, yeah. I need, I guess I need to write that next time uh, because I found, you know, a picture of the Attitude Era of Stone Cold, you know what I mean, yeah. when he was in his prime. Uh, a lot of the other comments were funny, too. Of course, they said uh, <laughs> Brock wouldn't show up. Uh, another guy said rednecks have the guns. Uh, so that's some pretty good stuff but yeah Stone Cold's the winner by 10% there you go alright I think it's time for Houston Carson now he's on the line let's get to it alright we've been teasing about it all show long and yes we have the Texas Lion here with us Houston Carson what's up man what's up guys thank you for having me I uh, can hear the applause from here <laughs> Houston Houston <laughs> Man, uh, so much to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, I'm kind of marking out over here. Big fan. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Oh, no problem, man. I'm happy to do it. Uh, the weekdays and during the day are pretty open, so it's exciting when somebody like you messages me. <laughs> wants to do stuff. I can talk about wrestling all day, so this is no problem for me. Right on. Well, let's, let's dive right into it. So let's talk about how you broke into the business. How old were you, and, and how did it all shape up? Uh, you know, became a fan at about 10 or 11 years old, 
I was born in 87, you know, so that was around Attitude Era, 98, 99, 2000. And I uh, graduated high school in 2006. Always wanted to be a wrestler, but I was a real small, skinny guy. And, you know, everybody tells you you can't do it. Uh, my dad wasn't totally against it, but he did say, try college. Try that first so we can say that you never, you didn't try. And I went for two years to a college, and I did really well until the last semester, the fourth semester. And I realized, you know, studying and accounting and business and everything I was going for just wasn't me, and I was wasting his money. I said, I still need the money, just, just don't put it towards college, just put it towards wrestling school. So I started uh, going to wrestling school in Austin at AAPW, uh, America's Academy of Pro Wrestling, with Mr. Mexico. He was a... Uh, he traveled a lot with Roddy Roddy Piper oh, nice. uh, back in the day. Yeah, and uh, he wasn't a huge name or anything, but he just knew what he was doing. And I went down there and trained with George for a while and then went to Tanaki's Jojo for a little while. Tanaki, he tweaked everything. Uh, George, Mr. Mexico, taught me all of my basics and psychology. and I knew how to have a simple match, but I needed someone to really just tweak tweet myself so I could start becoming a character. Yeah. And Funaki was always there to help me out with that. He he helped me get WWE extra work and, you know, go in and do secret promos with Matt Stryker trying to get a character over. And they both were so influential on my career. Nice. Now, let's talk about how you came up. Obviously, you're from Texas, so the Texas yeah. line fit. But how, how did you come up with, with uh, the lion? You know, I was I was such a pretty boy for so long when I started. I wanted blonde hair, uh, kind of a Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Triple H type thing. But I had a real thin figure. I was getting muscular, but I still looked like this pretty clean-cut boy. And I wanted to become a man. And I tore my knee once and rehabbed it and came back. And I was still just this pretty boy with the blonde hair and doing the shiny moves. And then I did a really bad uh, knee tear, uh, patella tendon. My kneecap came out of place. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, and I had to I had to get all that fixed and let it heal. And I thought, you know, uh, something wasn't working. I need to come back to it. just kind of like Jericho does or anybody else does. They have to come back and uh, retransform themselves so they don't go nuts doing the same thing over yeah. and over. And so I started growing out my chest hair and my beard. And I thought, you know what? No more blonde in my hair. It's going to be all natural brown. Uh, wear more serious colors, browns, blacks, things like that. No more of the turquoise or the lime green or anything. And I talked to a few people, uh, my mentors, you know, Charlie Haas, Lance Hoyt, Rob Conway. Nice. They were always there to kind of help me with things like that when I had, like, career moves to make. And I said, what do you guys think about me becoming almost a lion? And I come back, and I'm no longer slapping hands and, you know, kissing babies. Even if I'm a baby face, I'm just mean and a badass. I hit harder than ever. Yeah. And I said, why not? And so I, for about three or four months, I let everything grow out. And then I said, I got a little bulkier. I changed my diet up and my workout, and I came back, and it was the best move I ever made. Nice. Now, now speaking of your hair, tell me if this is true or not. I heard through the grapevine um, that, that while you were wrestling, WWE was giving you a look, and they said, you got to cut your hair because you look too much like Triple H. Yeah, yeah. They would always tell me about my hair. Or I'd go and I'd do the half up, half down like Shawn Michaels, and they'd say, kid, you're doing great. What are you trying to be, Shawn Michaels? I'd say, crap. <laughs> so I'd go again, and I'd try the Triple H thing, and my shoulders were this wide and my waist was this wide. And I can't help that I have the same frame as some small hips and, you know, thin legs. And they did the same thing. They were like, hey, you need to try to be yourself. And I said, I promise you, as much as I love Triple H, look up to him, I'm trying to be me. And they said, <laughs> you got to change. It was always change something. But I'm not the only one they do that to. They, they'll tell a guy to work on his abs and grow his hair out. He'll do that. He'll go back and they'll say, hey, maybe get a little thicker in the stomach and cut your hair. And they just... 
they just mess with you and mess with you. You know, if they need you, they need you. Yeah. All right. So, so you moved into promotions now, and you're yeah. over in the College Station area. Yeah. Um, tell us, like, when you're when you're when you had to retire early from your career, when did it click in your head? You're like, okay, it, promotions. I'm getting into. Yeah, the game. I found I found out I believe in March or April that I had the heart condition. And it was kind of a cold turkey quit. There wasn't I couldn't even plan like a fun last match with one of my favorite opponents. Yeah. Just had to stop. And I was a little bitter over that. I I cried once. Uh, my fiance and I went over to my mom's to tell her and I wasn't gonna cry. And of course you break down because your life just one eighty like that. Yeah. And that was about the one time I cried over it, but I was still sulking and bitter on the inside and I thought, you know what, I don't want anything to do with wrestling. I I'm going to step away from it because I'll go insane not be able to put my boots back on again. Yeah. So I started Lions Pride Fitness. I be, you know, started this personal fitness company, uh, started changing people's lives. and That was exciting, and I wanted to keep doing that. But about two to four months had passed, and that wrestling, you know, I needed, I needed the drug back in my veins because <laughs> I had lived on it for so long. And I told my fiance, I said, I want to try it. Let's just do a show. Let's just see if it works out. Mm-hmm. And we ran our first show October 26th of 2016. And wow, I mean, it was, like, I think we had 748 people show up. Wow. And, and this wasn't bringing in a big WWE name. This was just good, homegrown, independent talent. Yeah. And I just busted my ass advertising. And I knew the area. And for the first time, it was extremely exciting seeing the parking lot filling up and the highway to get in. People were turning around because they didn't want to wait any longer. I thought, wow, people are actually leaving because it's so busy. It's kind of double-edged sword there. But I just knew, okay, I'm, I'm going to try this. And hell, um, let's see, we just did our last show on June 30th, and I believe that was our 12th event yeah. in about eight months. Wow. And they've all been great. And, you know, we started up in the talent. and Every every event, I choose a charity, and I give them either all of the proceeds or we do a percentage of the proceeds. But every event has helped out something. So I'm not just trying to be this sleazy wrestling promoter. I'm trying to do something that the community starts loving because wrestling has such a bad rap, you know? Right. That I wanted to bring it into College Station where there's never been wrestling and say, hey, this is kind of like Aggie football or Aggie baseball. We're all in this together. Mm-hmm. You bring your families, college kids, uh, old folks, anybody. Just come out and have a good time. And that's really what we're doing. And it's super exciting. Yeah, and, and you got some epic cards that you, you put together. ROH oh, yeah. talent, New Japan talent, former WWE, WCW. I mean, how in the world do you get all this talent in one place? I was I was very fortunate. You know, I wrestled for about eight or nine years, almost a decade. And, of course, I started off small time doing nothing, but I got good at it. And I started getting all these good bookings. And as the good bookings come, the locker rooms get super talented and you make friends with these guys and you get their phone number and some of them you have a genuine bond with, some of them you do a little ass kissing, you know, <laughs> politic wise, you know, yeah. nothing wrong with that. But I would get to know everybody. So when it came time for me to retire, I, I got to hire all these guys and I had their numbers and we had, had good references and we had good matches together. And so I'm contacting them and uh, it's just been incredible. Uh, like you see the next show. Man, I almost can't think of everybody that's on it because we have so many people. Uh, Rikishi, Chris Masters, Rob Conway, Brian Cage, who is the X Division champion right now. Yes. Um, we have, um, shoot, so many. Oh, we're crowning a new 360 champion. We have Alexander Hammerstone, who's about to blow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky Starks, international star. Barrett Brown, been doing the New Japan dojos. 
Jackson Stone was just on Impact the other night. Uh, Johnny Swole, who is the coolest pale kid in the world. <laughs> <laughs> now, l- let me ask you this. Um, so you, you went into promotions. You said yeah. you needed it back in your veins. What now gives you that adren- adrenaline rush as a promoter? Oh, man, uh, people think I'm crazy, and if they haven't heard me say it yet, I, I really, if I, my heart was okay and I could go back to wrestling, I don't think I would do it because I'm one of those guys that even though I was a really great player, I think I'm a better coach. Uh. I'm better at putting everything, everything together. And the feeling I get when, so obviously you, you book the show, you hire the talent, so I have this list of guys, and I have my babies in my hills, and I kind of know what I need to get across. And I don't like to have a show that just has five matches and do whatever you want. Everything happens for a reason. There's a promo that leads into everything. Something from the last show continues here. That way there's emotion, because wrestling without emotion is honestly one of the most boring things in the world. And whenever I type this up and I have these scripts and I give them to everybody and then we set production up and we have a nice entrance screens, lighting, and I'm sitting there behind production at the screen while a match is happening, and then the crowd is just on that roller coaster ride and everything just goes just right, that's my adrenaline rush now. And that, to me, is so much better than 10 minutes in wrestling. I had one match on the show, and I had to share the spotlight. Now I create the spotlight, and I see my little uh, project come together. That's the adrenaline rush. Yes. Now, is there any plans in the future for Lions Pride to be on like on a, on a video platform? You know, we, we're starting small. We do a lot of social media. Uh, we do a lot of Facebook Live things. Uh, I don't want to be one of those guys that puts all my eggs in one basket right now. You know, people always ask me, are you going to go national? Are you going to try to get a TV deal? To be honest, I am so happy right now with our Vimeo and our YouTube and our, our social media platform because right now social media is kicking ass as far as um, watching programs goes. You know, everything you can do now is on your phone. Yeah. And so I think we're going to ride the social media wave for a little bit because it's working, and if it, uh, it's not broke, don't fix it, you know? There you go. Now, where can people find more information about your upcoming show? Uh, our main website is lionspriveproductions.com. And that has everything on there. That has our video links, our pictures, our event links. Uh, I can even get you in shape on there. Our Lions Pride Fitness has a link. You send me an application. If you live close, I'll train you here at the gym. If you live far away, I'll make custom plans for you. And we haven't touched on this yet, but now we have the new tab for the Lions Den Training Facility. We are training superstars right here in Aggieland. That's right. I saw the video that you did of the overview Looked like somebody Ooh. was up on a perch and started yes. from one end of the building to the other on a video. If you haven't seen it, you can go to Lions Pride on Facebook or go to The Average Marks on Facebook, and you can check yes. it out. That is an absolute beautiful facility you have, man. I was very fortunate. Uh, it's, I'll make a long story short. So I had a water heater installed in the house. The old one went out. The plumber, I, every time somebody comes to the house to do anything, I give them a flyer and some tickets and say, hey, you might not like wrestling. Here's some free tickets. Bring the family, check it out. If you hate it, never come again. If you love it, support us. Yeah. So the plumber gave the tickets to his brother, who owned Bryan College Station Boxing, uh, Carl Perry. Carl Perry took his wife and their kids to the event. They'd never been to a wrestling event. Even the kids had told him, Dad, I don't want to go to wrestling. It's not stupid. They all fell in love. Nice. Carl Perry comes to me and says, hey, I want to sponsor one of your future charity events. That way I get some advertising for my boxing company and help out the kids. I said, great, let's have a meeting. I go to his facility to have this meeting, and just like the video, you look around and you think, this is 15,000 square feet of awesomeness. <laughs> and I say, hey, let's forget this whole sponsorship thing. I'll advertise you all the time, but 
what do you say about us sharing this facility? Because there is a heartbeat in this town for pro wrestling. The shows are getting bigger and bigger. Every After every show, I get emails or text messages or Facebook messages. Carson, how can I be on the crew? How can I be a wrestler? And I say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm just a promoter. Go to Booker T's, go to Rudy Boy Gonzalez's. But, you know, I don't do that. And it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I can do this. So it clicked in my head. I asked Carl Perry. I said, let's share this facility. You know, what What kind of deal can we work out to where I, we can share this? Because you have so much room here. We can have wrestling rings in here. So we're like the total combative sports, uh, like, headquarters of town. We have an MMA cage. We have a boxing ring. And now we have a wrestling ring. Punching bags. It's, it has a weight room. I mean, it's the resources are unlimited. And so that's how that started. And then I had the flyer made, and I got with Coach Presley, who's Aaron Presley, who is my general manager. He actually went to wrestling school, but once he graduated, he realized wrestling wasn't for him. <laughs> he really enjoyed the producing, the announcing, the booking. Yeah. So he went that way. He started his own company. He does professional bull, uh, bull riding and rodeo announcing. He sets up our shows. Everything is because of Aaron Presley. The screens, the lighting, that's all his mastermind right there. Yeah. And so he is just a great great guy as far as wrestling etiquette and promos and production goes. So he's a coach. I'm the head trainer because I was a wrestler. And my fiance, Kenzie, actually graduated from Texas A&M. Uh, she has her bachelor's in sports management, and she minored in coaching. So she took all the kinesiology and diet nutrition training classes, and she's actually never used that degree to coach. Well, now she's going to be at the facility using that degree to coach. So when you come to be a student at the Lions, then not only do we teach you how to wrestle, we teach you every aspect of the business, and one of the most important ones is looking like a star so that people, when they're channel surfing, they stop on you because you look awesome. Yeah. And so now you get your own coach to handle your diet and your working out. And it's uh, it's the first I've seen. I mean, I'm sure there are some schools like this, but in Texas, I haven't seen a school where it's a one-stop shop. You get everything done, and we turn you into the total superstar. Right, and you're you're so right. I mean, even if you look the part, if you don't have mic skills, which yeah. that's such a, such a huge part of the industry today, is yes. getting up and, and talking. Oh yeah, um, nobody, not everybody can be Brock Lesnar, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a one, one in a lot. <laughs> now, let me ask you this: you you got uh, some uh, you got your first class coming up. Is there still room? Oh, there's still room. Yes, yes. Okay. We we want to start with twenty. And we're almost at the limit, but there's still room. And, of course, I'm not going to stop anybody from following their dream. I would always go over 20 if I needed. We have the resources and the room available. But uh, August 6th is opening day, and that's coming up really soon. And we were excited. We're going to train three times a week. And, like I said, we're going to cover everything. They're going to get a workout. Every, uh, every um, practice, they're going to get a workout. They're going to get diet tips. They're going to have a promo work, and they're going to have in-ring training with me. And then Coach Presley, of course, is going to run uh, cardio and conditioning in the ring. Because, you know, running on a treadmill and doing gym cardio is totally different than conditioning in the ring mm-hmm. when you're running the ropes and tumbling and three-quarter rolling. Yeah. And these kids are going to be – it's very, a very fortunate time for this area because I'm excited to put it all together. And like you said, somebody could come out of a wrestling school and look so good and be a great wrestler, but no one told – taught them how to talk mm-hmm. you know they're terrified in front of a camera and it's like you wrong business or somebody could be the best wrestler ever but no one taught them any diet and no one's going to book them because you can't put them on a flyer because that's not going to bring anybody in right exactly man you got a lot of great things going on and also uh, people can sign up for the school at lionspride as well 
Oh, yeah. Uh, there's an application form on the school tab, and that goes right to my email, and I get right back to you. And, and how long is the course? Oh, we're going to train them for a year. Okay. I, yeah. Uh, some schools only go three months, six months, but in my opinion, uh, they're not going to get their money's worth, and they're not going to learn enough in under a year. Yeah. Because there's so many things to this business that yeah, I trained for a year, and I actually stayed about another uh, six months after that just to keep learning. Because mm-hmm. even to this day, you don't stop learning. But I think a year is going to be just right to let these kids kind of flap their own wings after 12 months. Right. Well, Houston, thank you so much for joining us, man. This was an absolute blast. I appreciate it. And we definitely wanted to get you on the show because we noticed what you're doing over there in College Station. It's reaching all the way over here to Lake Charles. Um, Man, tons of great stuff going on there. Your cards are absolutely amazing. The stuff that you're doing for your community, uh, it's dude, it, your production is like the total package. Like, not only are you bringing. I'm blushing over here. <laughs> not only do you bring entertainment, but you also bring. Uh, support for local organizations and like you said that you know giving wrestling a great name back and man what you're doing for the business is amazing keep it up thank you so much and do you have any closing uh thoughts for any for everybody listening oh man i would just like to thank you again for your support you're you're about six hours from me and you're still right there you know acting like my community and i love that teamwork makes the dream work yeah, and all we gotta do is just stick together and make wrestling awesome instead of tearing it down like everybody does. But guys, yeah, like you said, Lions Pride Productions—we have everything there. And anybody who loves us or is just now finding out who we are, thank you so much. And we look to be a really big part of your lives pretty soon. Right on, man. Well, Houston, thank you, brother. All right, thank you. Have a good one. You too. Well, there it is, Patrick. A lot of things going on in College Station, Texas, right now, man. Not only does he have. Huge events that he's promote with tons of WCW, WWE, New Japan, ROH, and Impact talent. Mm-hmm. He's bringing in mega stars over to College Station, Texas. But he's got his new pro wrestling academy that is going to be amazing. The facility is top notch. It is huge. His trainers are amazing. Houston Carlson knows how to 360 train I guess, prospective wrestlers to be the best they can be, not only with math skills, but with promo skills and also how to handle themselves in public. So, man, big props to Houston. Um, Aaron Presley, also Houston's wife. Uh, she's one of the, um, uh, I guess, physical trainers out there, the, you know, yeah. physical fitness uh-huh. trainers. Yeah, sorry, Katie, he's already married. <laughs> wah, wah, but, yeah, if you're trying to get into the business, you know, that's a – you know, especially if you're in the tech, if you're in the state of Texas, even here in Louisiana, that's a, probably uh, one of the better places to go. Yeah, uh, no, go if, see Houston Carson. It, wherever you live, if you're listening to this in Delaware and you want to become a professional wrestler, you're moving down to College Station, Texas. I'm telling you, this is the place to be. This place will yield future stars, hands down. Other places are just going to teach you how to wrestle. They may teach you a little bit of psychology. But most of them aren't going to give you 360 training. They're not going to tell you how you should act in public. Yeah. They're not going to tell you how... You should already know that. Yeah, they're not going to tell you how you can do great promos. They're not going to have acting classes. They're not going to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going to only... Three months, six months, and you're out of there. Houston Carson's taking care of you for a year. Yeah. A year. That this dude's going to pour into you. Hands down, it's the best school in America right now. 
Absolutely. And it's just starting off. It's only going to get better. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, big things they're doing over there in College Station. Mm-hmm. Getting ready for football season two over in College Station. The Jimbo Gig'em. Fisher era over there. It'll take over. No Johnny yeah. Manziel, though. Um, where was I going with this, Patrick? I said Johnny Manziel. No, no, no. Uh, like, we're getting ready to close the show. So. Yeah. I don't know. College Station. I, I heard you say Jimbo Fisher, and I just, I just locked up. Well, I mean, I, you think good. he's going to turn it around? Yeah, I think he will. Yeah, maybe not this year, but sooner rather than, rather than later. He got a ten-year deal. He got that John Gruden deal, huh? Yeah, he got that John Gruden deal. Seventy-five Dad, million, real quick. Seven point five million a year. Holy cow! Yeah, they but, paid him. But Kevin Sumlin's uh, sulking a little bit, huh? Now, I, don't, I don't know what Sumlin's up to, but yeah, well, not, they probably, they probably not, had to buy him out, huh? He probably got a fat check. I'm not sure. I don't know what happened to him. He couldn't have been up by his contract, huh? I don't think so. so I'm pretty sure, because he was the hottest thing coming out of Houston. Oh, yeah. So I'm pretty sure they gave him a six, seven-year contract. He was one of the hottest contract. things when he had Manziel, too. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Speaking of Johnny, not doing so well in the no, he's not. Canadian Football League. It's, it sucks. But he is with the worst team in the league. Like His team is absolute garbage. Yeah, the Alouettes. What can you do? Yeah. I don't know. All right, man. I think it's a... Uh, by that time, huh? Are you tired of talking with me, Patrick? No, I just, you know, I, I, I've run out of things to talk about. Like, we're talking about Johnny Manziel on a wrestling podcast. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's that time. But, know? I mean, isn't his life kind of like a uh, like a wrestling angle? In a way, yeah. I guess you could say that, yeah. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. yeah. He was a mess. I'd love to see Johnny Manziel in a ring. Oh. That would be awesome. Against Seth Rollins, get- who called him Johnny Stupid Face. Johnny idiot face. Johnny right? idiot face. Johnny that was idiot it. face. <laughs> I remember that was one of the greatest like lines Seth Rollins ever spit. <laughs> Johnny idiot face. I was like, oh, we'll never yes. win you a championship. Yeah, that was that was great. Oh man, Seth Rollins versus Johnny idiot face. Please yes. Make it happen, you know, I mean, it's Steven, all about getting the people to make you money. Johnny's gonna be that guy. Yeah, and he's a great athlete too. He could do yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not like he's not gonna be like sucky like uh, he's not gonna be AJ Styles. Granted, but he's. You know, he can move around, I'm sure, a little bit. What's the wrestler that WCW had that was a actor? Oh, uh, David Arquette. David Arquette. I know he can be better than David Arquette. Oh, absolutely. He's got to be. Yeah. And you know he's got to show up Stephen Amell, so he's going to have to take some table bumps. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be pretty good. That would be very interesting. I'd, I'd I'd be all about it. All right, make sure you follow us on our social media, Facebook and Twitter, at The Average Marks. Our website is averagemarks.com. That's the central hub. You can find us everywhere. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a rating, give us a comment on the episode. That will put us in the algorithm to be suggested to other uh, pro wrestling fans. And also, speaking of pro wrestling fans, if you're looking for some really cool streetwear, our product, our collar and elbow product of the week is the Parts from Unknown shirt. Of course, you can find our episode on the gorillaposition.com. Click the link, or if you just go to collarandelbowbrand.com and put the average marks in the promo code at the end, you're going to receive a 10% off on that product. Big thanks to Yusuf Carlson. Thanks to Katie for marking out back there and getting them on the line. Uh, Chris, you can go eat now. Patrick, oh, what's uh, what's on the uh, schedule later on today? We're, um, I'm heading on over to Bazil, Louisiana to watch the G1 Climax. Oh, that's Farm. right. What's what's on the menu? On the menu? I know uh, you, you guys usually cook it up pretty good. Uh, his uh, girlfriend, Allison, I believe he says she might cook tacos. Ah, some like street tacos? I have no idea Pulled what pork? kind of tacos, but I do know one thing. Uh, 
She uh, she made uh, or she uh, had a big hand in when we boiled crawfish for WrestleMania. They were fantastic. Mm. Okay, so she's she's got skills. She she can cook. Yeah. Uh, she's a keeper then. Absolutely, anybody <laughs> that cook. I had one that could cook, but uh, she uh, she didn't want me no more. Oh, dad gummit. It's a shame. Mm. But uh, that's over. On to new and yeah. On to new things. You know? Greener pastures. That's right. Um, all right. <laughs> I don't know how to come back after that. <laughs> uh, Patrick, get us out of here. Outro. <laughs> You've been listening to the Average Marks Podcast, a Lake Area Media LLC production. The views and opinions expressed in this show are those of Ryan Keith and Patrick Fry and are not affiliated with any wrestling promotion or company. Follow the Average Marks on Twitter and subscribe to us on iTunes. For all Average Marks links, news, and free podcasts, Visit AverageMarks.com.